Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Balvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how are you doing today, buddy? Matt, I'm great. How are you? I am good. I am in uh, sunny Delray Beach, Florida this week. Kind of a quasi-vacation, working kind of thing. And this is, this is because you, we talked about this uh, the last two weeks. You did this jam all your clients into one area so you can take lots of time off. Am I correct? Yep, yep. Yeah, I did a client surge meetings where I met with all my clients in a very short period of time, give them all love and attention, and then I have more free time for this next month. That's exactly right. So it's part of a, a conscientious strategy of mine to kind of work hard and then I have more free time and then work hard and have free time. So you're exactly right. Part of the strategies that we teach in our mastermind group, but you know, play around whatever your comfortable level is. This is a different level of what I'm doing this time because it's much more intense than I usually do. Uh, but I'm, now I'm reaping the benefits. We're going to be doing a little bit of traveling here the next month, uh, taking advantage of that. So it should good. be good. Well, this is All episode right. 114. Yes. And we're going to call it Pre-suading your prospects. Pre-suading your prospects. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of capitalize on the um, Robert Caldini, yep. C I A L D I N I. Robert Caldini or or Chaldini, some people pronounce it, but um, he has a book called Persuasion. So we're gonna talk about what's persuading and and how it helps you and how it helps your audience or your prospects kind of pre-buy-in mentally to, to what you're Yes, so. exactly right. And like I said, he's got, I think he's got three books, but they're great. And the idea of persuasion is planting the seed, planting the seed in your client or your prospect's mind, right? Planting the seed in your mind. And so I'm traveling this week. And so I, I was telling you before the call, which was one of the great, we're at this restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, and they have this beautiful stone looking bowl in the middle, like a place setting. And, and you look at it and you're like, oh, what is that? And then you know what it is, it's, it's they make a homemade guacamole in there. And so it's planted there as a seed to persuade you, hey, what is that? It's a stone looking bowl. And then the waitress says, oh, that's the guacamole bowl. We, we have a whole guacamole station. The guy comes over here and makes homemade guacamole right here on your table in front of you. And so, we love it. It's great, by the way. It's one of my favorite restaurants. So down here. So we go there. You're persuaded because you got to sit in there. You're going to ask if you don't know what it is. It's a whole dog and pony show. The guy comes over in his little cart and he's got the, the avocados and he's got the salsa and the, all the seasonings that go with it. And he chops it up and makes it and he grinds it in your custom bowl. Then he puts your bowl back on your table. So it was, a, it was persuading you to ask, hey, what is that? And persuading you to think, Gosh, I want some of that yummy homemade guacamole. Now you're in Delray Beach. So was this a Mexican restaurant or Cuban or kind of a cross? Uh, Mexican. I'd call it maybe a Southwest. Okay. So um, similar thing happened when my wife and I were in, uh, we were actually in Cozumel. And when we sat down at the table, they set margarita glasses in front of us. <laughs> and now it's awfully assumptive, right? But Right, then they right. told us, once they came to the table, they told us about their great margaritas. Of course, Heidi, you know, I know you, you can say no to margaritas, um, and normally I do. But um, that being said, it would, they, they, just by putting the glass there, we had this sudden desire to have this thing. Now, what persuaded right. us? It was, they were, they didn't even give us the message yet. 
we started right. selling ourselves, and that is persuasion. Um, it, it, it said like this, if, if what you're, when you're, when you're given a marketing message, what you're trying to do is you're trying to enter a conversation that your client is already having in their mind. And when you enter at that point, like in this case, what is this ball here in the center of the, right. of the what right. is this ball? And then that question, as it becomes answered for you, it's like, oh, it's homemade guacamole. That sounds delicious, right? And of course, homemade guacamole is delicious. They right, make right, it right. right at the table and it's fresh, you know, and all of that. So, But it's just like the margarita. That's a great example, right? We do this in our dental practices that I work with, right? And, and maybe it's a little more than persuasion. It's kind of persuasion taking it some. And that, so we call it the wow experience. So when you have the opportunity, anytime that your staff has the opportunity to talk with a client or prospect, they have the opportunity to wow that client or prospect. And that means from answering the phone, from when they walk into the dental practice, from when they leave the dental practice, from when they walk back to the chair, when they walk out of the chair to the back desk to pay, all these are wow opportunities. But we also have done this, and, and, and I wasn't the originator of this, there was some scientific data about persuasion where a lot of the dental offices will have a little video running in the waiting room, right? And you almost put your own ad on there. Let's say we're running a special for teeth whitening. So you would run the persuade, you know, run a little ad in your own video in your own waiting room about the benefits of teeth whitening, right? Or we're running a special and the benefits of teeth whitening. And then the check-in lady would mention, hey, it's, it's whatever, it's February, this is teeth whitening month. We have a little special going on. Not asking you to buy or anything, just letting you know that it's there. And then when they're walking you back to the chair, dropping the little, hey, it's teeth whitening month, we're having a little special on teeth whitening. And then the hygienist does your teeth. And then by the time the doctor comes in to check your teeth, you know, you get your teeth cleaned by the hygienist, and then you get, doctor comes in and does the inspection for the, all the rest of it. Then he's the one who says, would you like your teeth whitened? But by that time, you've seen the little video in the waiting room. You've been mentioned or persuaded by the receptionist, by the assistant, by the hygienist. And so now you've heard it four times by the time the doctor asks you, the dentist, hey, would you like to have your teeth whitened this month? We're running a great special. It's whatever, $25 off or, or whatever the special. But they persuaded you because you planted the seed four times, right? And if, you, if you've ever golfed it, and I know you have, some of the nicer courses, they have um, packages where you end up buying some type of expensive souvenir a lot of times at the end because they've, they've got you, uh, they take you through this whole process, which, which you just talked about, a process of bringing you to a, um, I like to call it, you're, you hit a fork in the road. And right. that, that fork in the road is, is either A, I leave without this thing or I get this thing. And, the, and you want, um, and of course, they have very high odds of getting the thing because people, um, it's the old uh, Cub Scout idea. The Cub Scouts did this whole thing um, that they were taught when they were selling Christmas wreaths. If they would offer, they would come up and say, I'm with the Cub Scouts. If they gave a gift before they told them they were selling wreaths, oh, yes. they found that their sales went way up. So they started giving away a gift um, prior to selling the wreaths. So it's, uh, and that's one of uh, Robert Caldini, he talks about the psychology of influence, how um, when you give something, people reciprocate. 
So in many cases, part of persuasion is often just giving something so that people respond. Um, and didn't you just have a, you were telling me something about, tell me about the sparkling water. Didn't you just oh, have yeah, a persuasion? Yeah. So they had the dinner last night. So the dinner last night, we sat down at dinner and they had the two little, uh, but they're nice water glasses. They look like little wine glasses or whatever. And the question was, do you want sparkling water or flat water? And it catches me off guard. I don't know. And Patty's whatever. And so flat water, we don't want sparkling water. I don't want bubbles in my water. And then it pulls out. That's not tap water. It's a $6 bottle of water that's, you know, like whatever, Fiji water or whatever that I never would have ordered because tap water is fine for me. <laughs> but they, they kind of caught me out. Hey, do you want sparkling or flat? Well, I don't want sparkling, so I guess I'll take flat. But at no time did they say you want, you know, normal water, tap water, chilled and water. They didn't give you the option <laughs> of free water. They didn't so give me the option of free water, so I paid $6. You had to actually ask for the, for the free water. Yes. Yes, uh, apparently so. Apparently, <laughs> you learn the hard way. Yes, yes. But it's this way. It's this way in marketing. You were talking. I mean, you you talk about it with with dentists. Um, I I often, you know, if you whether you're a dentist, whether you're a, a veterinarian, a doctor, if if you're a veterinarian office, I believe you should, or a dentist office, you should have twelve videos, and those at least twelve, and they have a marketing message and they play for an entire month, then the next month. And then all your email campaigns should match the video the month before or the month after so that you're, you're driving people to come in and they're gonna see that same message when they get in there. Yes. And, and so that's, that's persuading them for certain things um, like the implant dentist. I'm gonna, I, so a lot, of, a lot of dentists will run ads on bridges, implants, or one thing that they do. But if you don't know they do 12 other things, you might think they only do implants. So it's important that you know all these other things. Well, how are they going to tell you all that when marketing is designed to have one message, right? One yes. problem that you solve. And, and so that's where, that's where this persuading comes in. Um, I guess you, it's like pre-telling almost. Uh, right, right. Exactly right. And, and it was interesting. We, we were taking... The tangent of this turns into, you know, what else going into right. You can only you should only market one thing at a time, right? Or one market at a time. We talk about one niche at a time. One message. We've used the child's yeah, child psychologist who helps with all kinds of different things, but the chiropractor who can sell with tennis elbow and golfer's back or with whatever, a bad knee, runner's knee, right? But you market one of those at a time, right? You need to run an ad that, that is on a golfer's back or run an ad that's on tennis elbow, right? You need you can only you can't run the ad that says, we do everything. That's what people do, and that's the mistake they make. You need to run the ad on one niche at a time. It's one ad. It's golfer's back, tennis elbow, whatever, runner's knee And can I, can I take, let me take that yeah. even further, because I've, I've had this question asked. Well, but I do all these other things, and some of them are, are really profitable. And, what, and I'm like, what we're, we're not saying you shouldn't run simultaneous ads with one message. So how does that work? Well, it's called landing pages. You have one message, one sales message for one thing, and it takes them to this one spot. It talks about that one thing. Now your main website may not be exactly like that with just one message, uh, but you might have categories, or but you're gonna put your most prominent 
um, message on, on the main page of your website, but it doesn't mean you can't simultaneously run one message on different types of things, but don't mix messages. That's right. where you have the, the plumber. We do cleanouts. We do new construction, existing construction, broken pipes, slab leaks, and they're going through all this whole list of things. If, if you specialize in everything, you specialize in nothing. Right. Yeah, you're going to run an ad this month for hot water heaters, right? I mean, that's that's your ad of the month or your theme of the month or your product of the month, and that's the ad. We, we do hot water heaters, right? Because yeah, I think Dean Jackson, it's one niche at a time. I'm not telling you you can't do three different niches, but we're only marketing to one at a time because it gets too confusing, right? And so we talk about that, but on top of that, I'm, I'm flipping the narrative, which this, I read an article this morning, and I know we were talking about this. I'm changing the subject, but it's related. Um, are you a Facebook user or are you Facebook's product? Okay. And the answer, and the answer is you're actually Facebook's product, right? They are actually selling you your eyeballs to advertisers, right? Same thing with TV, CNBC, right? I watch a lot of CNBC. CNBC is not for me. CNBC is to get me to watch it so that they can sell advertising. And, and so if, if you want to take that a step further, so during the football season uh, this year, I didn't watch NFL. And if anybody who knows, you can see Packers pictures behind me. I'm a diehard Packer fan. But that, that, that is who I am. But at the same time, I said, I refuse to give the NFL my eyeballs. Right. I know I'm their product and they sell yes. my, they sell my eyeballs and your eyeballs to, to, advertisers. to the advertiser. So we're the product. And a lot of people don't understand you a lot of, in a lot of cases, you're the product. If you're on a free platform, you can complain all you want about Facebook, but you're on their platform for free. They give you a wonderful place. You can post pictures of your dogs and cats and, and your, your children and all that, but it's free. And in return, they're going to sell your eyeballs to someone else. In fairness, I mean, yeah, their eyeballs, your information, same thing with Google, same thing with TV, same thing with magazines, right? You're their product for them to sell advertisers. Now, knowing that, how can we do that with our own business but be of service, right? So, so we've talked about this before, where the persuasion also comes into what can I help my clients, my existing clients, what else do they need that I can help them with, right? And so, it's it might be that I have different products and services. But it might also be that that I can introduce them to somebody, right? So, so if if I sell a golf product and I'm a golf store, it would be great to have a joint venture strategic alignment with a chiropractor. Hey, if your back's bothering you from golf, I know Dave; he's a great chiropractor, and he can fix you right up, right? Um, if you are uh, want to get in shape, there's a whole uh, TPI, uh, physical therapist uh, TPI, Titleist Performance Institute. They're kind of trainers for golf specific muscles. So if I was a golf store, I should have a joint venture relationship with it because my customer is the product. What other products or services can I sell them or introduce them to or help them with? And I think most business owners are selling their own product, right? I'm a landscaper just selling landscaping, right? That's not it. You've got a client who likes and trusts you and you could probably sell roofing and gutters and pressure washing and house painting and deck work and refinish the basement, right? Those are all referral opportunities or joint venture opportunities for you, the landscaper. 
to to relay or help your client who says, hey, I'm looking for somebody to, uh, you know, change out the gutters. Do you know anybody, right? They're not necessarily going to come to you because they don't know who you know, right? But you could be proactive in your, I was talking about this before, for any of these service professionals, right? You should have a survey at the end of your whatever it is. I'm the roofer guy, the gutter guy. It is, you know, what do we do well? How can we improve our services? Do you plan any other home repairs in the next six months, right? That should be your uh, service uh, questionnaire at the end of every time you do something. You install the hot water heater. Great. How do we do? Do we do a good job? You have any other home projects you're planning? And you can even put the list so they check it off. You're going to redo your deck. You're going to redo your basement. You're going to redo your kitchen. Are you going to redo your lawn? Are you going to redo your porch? Pressure washing, painting, all those things. And they can just check it off. And now what you have is a built-in referral source. You can now say, well, you know, you mentioned on here that you were talking about having your house painted. Well, I know Dave. He's a great house painter. And he's a buddy of mine. We can, you know, he'll give you a, a discount or a whatever. He'll do a good job, whatever the joint venture is. And then you call up Dave. Hey, Dave, I got Betty over here. She wants to paint her house. Let me give you that referral. And then whatever your arrangement is with Dave. Um, but you're doing them a service because they're looking at you to screen the painter, right? I'm not going to give them a crappy painter because I don't want them to get mad at me and not want to use my landscape services. Precisely. So I'm actually doing them a favor by pre-screening the painter, right? Pre-screening the plumber. I'm pre-screening the roofer because I'm not just going to put anybody on my little, hey, Dave, you know, uh, you need you need your roof redone. Hey, Dave, you need some painting done because I don't want to jeopardize my landscape business. So I'm doing my client a favor by pre-screening all these other suppliers. Why wouldn't they want my referral? They like and trust me as a landscaper. So this bring this keeps bringing. I keep going back to we were talking about Facebook, yeah. and and why why is Facebook's advertising so valuable? And and I think the reason it's so valuable is because they know their clients so well. They know if you're on Facebook, they know where you go. They know your interests. They know they know what you like. Well, that's how you persuade your clients. And, and prospects is because you know your audience yes. so well yes. that ahead of time, that by the time they get there, they're like, like, I mean, we have a pretty strong understanding of contractors, for instance. You know, I've been working with contractors since the early uh, 1990s. And so I know them very well. And I've got a lot of contractors who are friends and so do you. And so when you get to know somebody on a personal level like that, when, when a, somebody you don't know walks into the picture, it's that, it's that feeling of, you know, like when, when doctors show up at a convention, okay, they're all doctors. They have this kind of kindred spirit, if you will. Um, like you, you know, you have, you're in the financial services industry. Well, when you walk into a group of, you know, other people in your industry, you have this, this, this kindred spirit because you, you're not all the same. But a lot of a lot of things that you like are similar. Uh, why it just it happens that way? Why? Because it's what attracted you to the marketplace in the first place. Well, and, and that's the that's I think let's go back to you. I use that landscape. So the, your client who's using you as a landscape, they are probably the type of people that don't want to do it themselves, right? So again, you know your customer. I know Betty probably is going to you know repaint her house every three years. It'd probably be a good thing for me to say, Betty, are you repainting your house this year? 
If so, I got a great painter named Dave, right? You know, Betty, that, that she keeps her yard pretty, you know, if she keeps her house clean and tidy, so she's gonna wanna redo the kitchen or redo the baths or redo the back porch. So again, you could anticipate, because you know her so well, right? There are certain people, my mother-in-law and father-in-law keep their house immaculate. So they do handyman repair work all the time. So they keep people busy all the time, right? We need the gardener out here. We need the little, you know, the handyman out here. We need a little sky out here. They're always they're that type of people, right? Whereas you might have another friend of yours who doesn't do home maintenance, but you know, once a year, right? Uh, my point being is you're gonna know your clients and can anticipate what other services they might need, and at the very least, you should introduce them to those people, trustworthy relationships, and it'd be great if you have a referral arrangement for that. But at the very least, if I sent you a client, Dave, reciprocity, we talked about that early on with the Boy Scout people. If I sent Dave a client, whether we had a formal agreement or not, Dave is now looking to send me a client just because of the reciprocity. It'd be really great if we had a really strong bond, a joint venture where, hey, I'm sending you two or three people a month, you're sending me two or three people a month. That's a joint venture, a strategic alliance. And, and you want to hear something funny? Because yeah. I understand this process so well. One of the things, that, and this goes probably back to maybe, I'm going to say mid-90s. I don't know where I learned this, but um, when I go out with somebody, 99% of the time, you won't beat me to get my, my debit card or credit card out to pay for the meal. Why? Cause I don't want to owe you. Okay. And, and so I understand reciprocity. And so I don't want to put myself in a position where I owe somebody cause I feel that and I'm, I'm being, this is psychology stuff. This is psychology 101, man. When you owe somebody the next time. And, and so how do you persuade your clients? One of them is if you're going to take and go like, if they invite you out, and, and they might have loads of money, you don't let them pay. You don't want, you want them to put, be in a position where they have to reciprocate, right? I mean, I don't mean that in some kind of manipulative way. It's just human. No, no, but, but that's why people give away free samples. I think we talked about this on a show maybe even a year ago that Procter & Gamble was, was getting away from coupons and 10% off type stuff, and they were doing free samples because they would rather you use the product Procter & Gamble wants you to use the soap or the lotion, that that was better money spent for, for them to send you the little container yep. and you try it at home, right? Uh, that's why people give away free test drives, right? The automobile, free test drive, because I know if I can get Betty in the car, she's going to want to buy it and she'll talk her husband into it. How about taking your kids to just visit a pet store, right? You know, there's no visiting a pet store. You're going to buy a damn pet, right? Or we're going to go look at, we adopted a dog over the holidays, right? Over Christmas. And, and I was like, oh, we're going to go look at one of these dogs. So I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you, adopt the dog. when I bought uh, years ago, uh, several years back, I bought an S550 Mercedes. Um, I didn't buy it the day, um, I didn't buy it the day that I drove it. Basically, what happened was, is my, uh, I had a Lexus and it was in the service department of the Mercedes dealer right next door. So I walked next door. And I told them my car's in the shop. They own the same dealership, the, the Brumos family. And um, I looked at this S550 and I loved it. And he, and he said, give me your driver's license. He snapped a picture of it. He said, take the car home for the weekend. If you like it, I said, he said, we got your car. So we know you're coming back. Right. So right. take it home for the weekend. 
Well, needless to say, Monday morning, I had convinced my wife and myself that I was going to buy a $106,000 automobile. But that's yeah, the point yeah. is, did they sell me on the car or did I sell myself on the car? I persuaded myself. He handed yes. me the car and he said, go pretend that's your car. That's what he was pre-selling me on the idea of me owning that car. And that's the idea here. It, you know, real estate agents, why do they stage a house? Because the idea is to, when you walk through that house, you can see yourself like this is, I could see myself living here. You're, you're in an ocean or across street from the ocean in a condo right now. Well, if somebody wanted to sell you that condo, what better way to sell you a condo than to easier. let you stay there, right? So, right, exactly right. And that's the timeshare industry, right? The timeshare industry knows that to offer you the, the free weekend, the extremely discount, like timeshares, the king of that, the reciprocity. We're giving you a free beach weekend or high, highly discounted weekend. We only ask that you sit through this 90 minute presentation on timeshare. They know that, right? They know that the reciprocity, they know that if they can get you there, right? That's why free samples, that's why the, uh, we'll do a free valuation, we'll be a, a free carpet audit with Joe, uh, Joe Polish was a free carpet audit instead of a free estimate. So people give you free estimates. Now everybody gives you a free estimate. That's why free audit might be better because it's better sounding or different or unique. But it's the idea of reciprocity. If I'm the one that educates you, we talked about before, the buyer's journey. If I'm the one that helps you along the buyer's journey, gives you some free information or some free value that helps you along your journey, your buyer's journey, when you finally decide to buy, you'll buy it from me. You weren't going anywhere else to buy that Mercedes. You could have gone to any other Mercedes dealership in Jacksonville, but that's not what you did. Tested it out. Now you help, he helped you along the buyer's journey. Take it home. Enjoy it. See yourself in it. Look at the pros and cons of a convertible. And then where do you go buy it? You bought, you bought it from him. You didn't have to. You could have oh, returned yeah. that Mercedes and gone down the street. But this is, but in these cases we've just described that are really good, if you notice what they're doing is they're showing you the product instead of telling you about the product. And anytime you as the guide, because that's what you're, when you're helping somebody along, you're the guide. They're the, they're the hero in the story, okay? The, your, your prospect is always the hero, so you're the guide. Well, if you can show them your product, how it works or whatever. It's hard to show people. If you're a landscaper, it's hard to sh cut the lawn for free, right? But right, right. Um, you could, let's say you want to do their bushes too. You could say, hey, I did your bushes today. If you'd like to do that um, from here on out, it's only an extra $218 a month or something. Right, right. Um, but you show them the first time, you know, if they're already a customer, your odds of selling them. We talk about, uh, you know, getting oh, more from existing clients. That's yep. a way to show somebody. So you're a, um, you know, uh, up north, you do landscaping. Well, it snows. You show up at one of your client's house, you plow their driveway. Hey, I plow. Next time, just call me. It's $40 and it's done. Right. So, the, you know, these are ways to, to persuade your prospects. And I think one of the better ways, of course, was reciprocity, showing them, um, getting them to, test it, those type of things. Um, those are all ways to persuade people. And this, I mean, we went fast today. I'm surprised. This, I know, this, is really, this is really good. But that's like, so one of our new offers, right, is we have this profit acceleration session where we can find any business owner, 50,000, 75,000, $100,000 in their business. Reality is it's always over 85 grand. I mean, it just, <laughs> yeah. every time we do this, it, it, and 
that's just the beginning of it, but it's, it's right. hard to interrupt. And so, so the pitch is, we'll find you $50,075, and $45 minutes less without spending a dollar on advertising, a dollar more on advertising or marketing, right? So what's that? That's our reciprocity. We're going to come in there and show you where your hidden money is. The fact is you've got money that's just laying around the table. We're going to show you where it is and how to get it. And, and that's our reciprocity. We'll show you how to get it, and hopefully you'll, you'll hire us to help you implement it. Help you go and capture it, right? We'll give you the roadmap, but most people don't just want the roadmap. I don't want to mow my lawn. You can show me how. But I don't want to aerate it and cut it. Uh, I want you to do it. But you and can tell me why it's important. I think, I, one of the reasons I think this is the Profit Accelerator it is such a valuable tool for business owners. There's so many business owners. I don't care if you're an attorney, if you're a doctor, dentist, um, you're a contractor of some kind. What happens is you're really good at what you do. But a lot of times you don't really understand all aspects of business. Yeah, the big picture. So, yeah. Yeah. So we understand the big picture and we allow you to plug into the big picture. Why do we understand it so well? Because I mean, I've been self-employed since 1992. I've I've had more failures than most people have had successes. And <laughs> so um, I know what not to do, but I also know what to do. And so do you. For 30 years, 30 plus years, we've both been kind of on the same journey. To, not together, but now we've been together the last couple of years. But that's the point is that we've got everything in an easy to follow format. So you can just plug into a system. It's going to show you where money is in your business that you never thought possible. And that's why we can guarantee to get you fifty dollars to $100,000 in a 45-minute session, again, without spending a dime um, more on advertising, no, no more in overhead, just finding it in your existing business. So that's, that's, that's good. So. No, no, that's good stuff. That's, we got, we got off on a tangent. So uh, Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. We always talk about our mastermind. So if you're interested in our mastermind, great. Find us. Uh, now this new profit acceleration sessions that we're offering business owners to find them 50, 75, $100,000 in their business. If you're interested in that, again, Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. We do a little Zoom meeting. We find the money for you. We'll give you a roadmap. It's great stuff. It really is good stuff. Uh, find us on the podcast. This is on our YouTube channel as well, ProfitabilityMD on our YouTube channel. And then ProfitabilityMD.com is where the podcast and the website is for all this stuff. This was great. We flew through this. That was awesome. We went down 10 different roads, but it's awesome. But we ended up in one spot. <laughs> all, yeah. right, all right, man. Have a great week. Take care. See you.